Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on September 10th, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you'd like to contribute financially to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find more information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Siggy Helgeson with a gospel reading. Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 18, beginning at verse 15. If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of our Lord. Our theme for Vacation Bible School this summer was Operation Restoration. And together as teachers and students, we heard biblical stories about how God was at work in the world to bring healing and restoration to all of creation. We even had a cheer that reminded us, and it reminded us that we were mending creation along with God. Menders, menders, one, two, three. Menders, menders, God and me. We can mend God's world. Yippee! So each day we learned how God was all about mending the world and how God had fed people with manna in the wilderness and how we can help feed hungry people and how Jesus healed people like the woman who was bent over for many years and when she was healed by Jesus, it changed her life and how we can pray for and care for one another and how God forgives and how we can learn to forgive each other and through feeding healing, praying, and forgiving, we help to mend that which is broken in the world. Have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever been hurt by someone else's mistake? Wrong? Have you ever been in a situation when you needed to talk to someone about how their actions made you feel? Or have you been on the other side of it where you've been the one to cause the hurt, the wrong, and maybe you had no idea. And someone had to come to you and tell you about how it hurt them. It can bring up difficult feelings when we think about past hurts or regrets. You don't have to dig very deep to have those uncomfortable 
painful feelings come back to the surface. So how do we deal with the pain and the hurts, the injustices, the wrongs that are inevitable when we are part of a a family, a community, a church? How do you deal with conflict? Well, many of us can probably recall times in our lives when we felt that stab of a relationship broken or a community ripped apart because of some conflict. Leaving one to wonder, is it possible to reconcile after such a rift? Well, I looked up that word, reconciliation, and the definition I got was, it's a situation in which two people or groups of people become friendly again after they have argued. Can we truly be menders with God? Is restoration truly possible? Well, perhaps these words of Jesus in Matthew's gospel can offer some sort of guidance and encouragement towards restoration. But first, I want to acknowledge that Matthew 18 has been misused to discipline and correct whatever sin the righteous person or community has condemned and can be harmful and maybe even triggering to those who have been hurt by this passage when it's been used against them. Unfortunately, the church has been a place of judgment and much pain for those who have come seeking love and community and instead find conflict and have been harmed when the scriptures were used as a weapon. So it's important to keep these words in context and read them in the light of other scripture. If we go back and read the whole of chapter 18, it's really all about God's love and care for the little ones. Jesus begins this whole teaching by placing a little child in the midst of the disciples as they're arguing about who is the greatest. And he says to them, be humble like one of these little ones. And to come to this text, we can come as little ones and be reminded of having a childlike faith and welcoming the little ones who are most vulnerable. It's interesting to note that this passage also falls right in between Jesus' teaching about the parable of the lost sheep, where the shepherd leaves the 99 behind and goes after that one sheep who is lost until he finds that one and brings it back. And after this passage, it is Peter who asks, well, how many times must I forgive my sibling? How about seven? That's a lot. No, not just seven, but 70 times seven or as long as it takes, Jesus answers. So as we read this in the light of these bookends, the whole of this chapter, in that context, this particular passage seems to take on a different tone. Rather than the how-tos of dealing with conflict and disciplining a member who is out of line, the emphasis seems to be rather on restoration on restoring relationships, repairing the rift, mending the community. Not about being right or winning, but about 
regaining a brother or sister, a sibling in Christ. This is important to Jesus, that we love one another and forgive one another, but that doesn't mean that we just gloss over hurts or wrongs. Conflicts can be an opportunity to practice speaking truth and listening to one another, even with those with whom we disagree. If we bring this scripture in the light of the Romans text that we just heard read, to owe no one anything except to love one another, this passage invites us then to go further. What does this love look like when there is conflict? And what does it mean to forgive? We had a lively discussion about this at our Wednesday noon Bible study where we discussed the upcoming scripture readings. And I think we all agreed that while this seems so clear and simple to follow and intuitively makes sense, it it still seems very challenging to do, and maybe even more so within a church community. It's far easier to not say anything or just avoid the people with whom we have a conflict or a disagreement. It's just much easier to go to somebody else and talk about the issue rather than going directly to my brother or sister who you have been hurt by. And it's even harder maybe to listen when we are certain that we are right. You know, it's just much easier to skip the process of going to my sibling and jump to verse 17. If the member refuses to listen, even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Now, hearing that as a member in Matthew's community, who are mainly Jewish converts to Christianity, one would assume that meant have nothing to do with them. And sadly, that's a lot of times what happens. And we end up then in our own silos with only like-minded people. And in this cancel culture that we live in, it's far easier just to write someone off who we disagree with or defriend them if we don't like what they have to say. Tax collector, Gentile, too extreme politically, or anyone who is not a Seahawks fan. Well, you get the idea. However, I was reminded in preparing this week how Jesus treated Gentiles and tax collectors. And it was ironic that Jesus teaches them, uh, treats them with love and forgiveness and compassion. And he goes after the lost sheep until he finds them and brings them back into the fold. Restoration, reconciliation, And mending God's world through forgiveness is more what this passage is about. And Jesus asks us to consider, who do we need to forgive? Are we carrying any grudges? Who do we need to ask for forgiveness? Are we carrying regrets? The good news here is that it is possible to be reconciled and healed and restored by God's grace. At the end of this section, there is the promise that where two or three are gathered in my name, I, Jesus, will be with them. 
I always thought about this passage as such a comfort, especially when I was maybe hosting a Bible study or some event and only two other people showed up. It made us all feel better. Okay, so we only have two or three people. At least Jesus is with us. But I never really thought about this passage coming at the end of this teaching of Jesus. In this context, it has a little different feel to it. Oh, Jesus is with us, even when two of us are in disagreement. Jesus is there when there is conflict between us. Jesus is there to give strength and understanding and healing. Jesus is there with us, even when it's difficult to be together. I wonder if perhaps you've experienced this presence of the Spirit with you at a time when you so needed Jesus to show up. I know I have. And it was so healing. I'm reminded of one such time that's had a profound impact on me. And just to give you a little backstory, uh, I've been a, a pastor for many years and in a lot of different churches before coming to St. Mark's. And I've experienced a lot of, of conflict and hurt in churches over the years. And I've always felt like, man, if we had just dealt with the conflict a little differently, that might have been a better outcome. There may have been some healing, some restoration. Well, in coming to St. Mark's, I was introduced to the covenants of presence, which allowed for more open and safe places for conversation, for reconciliation and healing. And you can find those covenants of presence on our website if you'd like to read them all. But one of the ways I experienced this kind of reconciliation being lived out was about a year ago as we became a Reconciling in Christ community. And our pastors, along with the Gender Sexuality Alliance, offered several gatherings to hear stories from our siblings in Christ who are part of the LGBTQ community. We heard from members who had come to St. Mark's after being hurt by words and actions from the church and having been encouraged to leave because of who they were, lesbian, bisexual, or non-binary. And the amazing thing to me as I listened to these beloved children of God who experienced such deep hurt is that they would want to come to church at all. And that they had found a place here at St. Mark's to begin to heal. And after listening to each person's story and holding those stories with care and having time to share at our tables, a remarkable thing began to happen. Other stories started flowing out of hurt and healing and confessions and forgiveness followed. Jesus was there with us in our midst. And for me, it was a highlight of being here at St. Mark's to witness this true reconciliation in Christ. To hear from my siblings in Christ who were hurt by the church and feel the offer of forgiveness 
It was a healing experience for all. God's presence was there. So we can be encouraged, dear church, that we are invited to receive forgiveness for the mistakes and wrongs that we have done by the one who is with us and who offers his forgiveness and love. And you are also invited today to let go of hurts and wrongs done to you and to offer that same forgiveness and love. And where there is conflict, to hear the invitation to address it and to move towards understanding and reconciliation. For when two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, he promises to be there. And for that I say, thanks be to God. Amen. You've been listening to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. Thanks for joining us.